0: Spend a moment with some remarkable people and discover what their life sounds like. What would you ask? Welcome to our We on Air, an audio encounter. I'm Arman Nafei, and each episode will feature one conversation with an inspiring friend of mine who will share with us the soundtrack to their life. to another episode of Are We On Air? This week, I am being joined by one of Hollywood's rising stars, the marvelous actress that is Laura Harrier. You might have seen her in Spike Lee's Oscar-nominated movie, Black Clansman, in the blockbuster Spider-Man, or most recently, the TV series on Netflix called Hollywood. Laura and I had a lovely chat a couple of weeks ago about her life growing up in a musical household in Chicago. We also talked about her movies, and Rihanna. As always, you can find every episode on arevionair.com, Instagram, and on every podcast platform imaginable. If you can, do leave a lovely review on the Apple Podcast app. Now, let's get to the episode, and I hope you enjoyed. Welcome, Laura.
1: Thank you, Arman. Thank you for having me.
0: Pleasure is all mine. So, I guess I explained to you before what Awiani is and what the purpose of this is is to kind of create a picture, to paint a picture of who you are, your life, and your craft, which is in your case acting. So to begin with, what's your earliest significant musical memory that shaped you as an artist?
1: Oof. Well, I grew up in Chicago. My dad's from here, my mom's from Detroit. And I grew up listening to, you know, like a lot of Motown, a lot of funk, like, you know, the Funkadelics were always playing, The Temptations, George Clinton. Um, and that kind of like, I guess, shaped my earliest musical memories. My dad was a musician and he was always singing and playing. And I think like leaving the house late at night to play music when I was a little kid um, and going and playing like downtown and blues bars and stuff. So music was definitely like a big part of our household growing up um, and yeah I feel like that kind of dictated what I liked early on I mean I still listen to to so much kind of you know, of, of the funkadelics and of um, I don't know we were on, always like earth wind and fire and like just all those things of that era um, and I guess that was an early memory does that answer your question?
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally you remember a, a funkadelic track that stuck with you or there, was there a moment? When your dad came home late at night, maybe playing a record.
1: I'm trying to remember what he was like literally playing, like because it was also kind of like this like rockabilly blues stuff. And then so, of course, we also grew up on like B.B. King and Muddy Waters and Buddy Guy and sort of all these classic blues artists. And I remember him playing that or like kind of just like fucking around in the guitar and like showing me these different blues riffs and stuff like that, which was cool. And it was always like a regret that I never learned to play the guitar from him when I was a kid, that he never taught me, but I guess, you
0: know. The sound that you're listening to is from my guitar that's named Lucille. I'm very crazy about Lucille. Lucille took me from the plantation. Oh, and you might say, brought me fame. I don't think I could just talk enough about Lucille. Sometime when I'm blue, it seems like Lucille try to help
1: me call my name.
0: Chicago and Detroit, which are obviously two heavy music cities in the States as well, with Chicago House and Detroit techno. Did you you have that in your household as well?
1: That I kind of learned from my cousin because my older cousin, Johnny, um, was a teenager when I was a kid and I remember him like yeah getting into Chicago like yeah deep house techno and that was the first time I think I heard it from him you know like my parents weren't really like playing that (laughs) but um but definitely it was yeah I think it was my older cousins that like sort of introduced me to that and it was like what's his name Frankie Knuckles and um yeah, and that was something I was really like, oh, I didn't, I like, because I didn't get that that was like the origins of it until I think later as a teenager, and being like, oh, this is so wild that this came from like a black guy in Chicago, and that was like the origins of House, and that it's like this incredible thing that spread over the world, but it started right here. Um, and I have to credit, yeah, my older cousins for that for exposing me to that stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what a lot of people forget that the origin is, yeah, in the States. It's in Chicago, it's in Detroit, and it just kind of got exported to Europe and took its own life over there. And now it's coming back, you know, to the States. I mean, I think the past 10 years, really, America and the electronic, uh, when it comes to electronic music, just kind of boomed, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, also on the commercial side with EDM, but it's nice that it's coming back home, so to say. Yeah, I agree. well how would you describe yourself with three songs
1: this question is so hard
0: it's impossible but it's also not definite things change your soundtrack changes and with the three songs it's just to kind of give some color some variation to how you see yourself as a person as a character maybe there's a story to attract we don't know
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I've been thinking about this since you sent me the questions, and it literally changes every day, but I guess that's the point, right? Because your text change every day and what you like and what you don't like and how you're feeling in that moment, and that's the whole point of music, right? But, um, I don't know. I mean, I was thinking a lot, like, I feel like Nina Simone is a big soundtrack of my life, and yeah, she's, she's always there, and all of her songs resonate with me so much, and I feel like it can be any running the gamut of her, of her music. Um Feeling good seems like obvious and kind of boring to say, but also it's just
0: It's a beautiful track. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Where you gonna run to? All on that day, will I run to the rock? Please hack me around the rock. Please hack me around the rock. Please hack me, Lord. All on them day, but the rock cried right out. I can't hide you. The rock cried right out. I can't hide you. The rock cried right out. I ain't gonna
1: hide you down all on Um, but then I feel like they're different stages in my life that sound different. Um, like I think about. Like when I was in New York, LCD sound system was always playing and that was a big one. And I feel like I would have to say that a bit just because it feels like a whole period of of myself and my life of like downtown early 20s new york like parties and all of these people and um i remember always ending the night with like home because i would have big house parties in my apartment on sixth street my tiny little apartment and kicking everyone out and i would play home blasted and like it was time to leave
0: it's <laughs> amazing it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <The> outro song <laughs> it
1: my outro song
0: yeah do it right And head again into space So you can carry on and carry on And fall all over the place This is the trick Forget a terrible year Then we can break the laws
1: Been listening. I don't know kind of taking it back to like older stuff. I, love. I mean Minnie Ripperton lace floors maybe is is one for these days. Um, is a you've got a woman by Lion that could be one. Um
0: A particular mini track?
1: Lace Floors, which is just so beautiful and like so epic and starts softly and like kind of sweet and then turns to this big, like, and it's like so epic. We I mean, it was in it was in Jordan Peele's Us, and it was just like this epic, like worldwide scene. And um, I love that image of like a song that sort of starts like soft and quiet and turns into this like huge, epic, like monumental thing. And I like her, cause she was like so cool and smart and beautiful and super feminine, but strong. And yeah, I'm into that.
0: We love Minnie. We love Minnie. We love Minnie. <laughs> I like the way you said how the song starts kind of soft and it be- becomes this epic thing. I mean, that's kind of your career as well. Oh, I mean, that's Why, the kind thank of the you.
1: <laughs> like how you See, did how that, that little, little segue there. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well, you obviously played, well, not obviously. You played so many diverse, fantastic films, like from The Black Klansman to Spider-Man and most recently the amazing series Hollywood on Netflix. Um does, do you use music to kind of help you prepare for prepare for a role? And um, when you were working on Black Klansman, what was it like working with Spike Lee? I'm sure you had a lot of music there with Spike.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Black Klansman, that was a huge part of, of preparing for that role. I mean, I, th- I only listened to music from the early 70s, like for beginning and our whole duration of filming, which was really fun. And, um John David, who who I played opposite of, um, he had like a whole iPod, which was his dad's, who's Denzel Washington, <laughs> so just, like who of uh, that was only filled with like music from like 1970 to 73. And so we just sit on set and like share our little ear pods and like listen to all of this stuff. Um, and that was super crucial too, because it's also like a spike leaf film, which is obviously his his music. It's music is huge in his movies, um, which was really cool because on set, he would blast music to kind of get everybody hyped up. And I have this amazing video of us um, about to shoot this scene and Spike is running around and there were all these extras. I don't know if you remember, there's a scene in the movie where like Stokely Carmichael comes and like gives a speech and I do like a little intro and he gives a speech to like hype up this crowd of um, like student activists, Black Panthers. And Spike was like, he was playing Michael Jackson. He was playing The Temptations. He's playing like Papa Was a Rolling Stone. And he's like, dance, dance, dance. And he's running around and everybody's dancing. And it was like amazing. It was so it was so surreal and so fun. And it was like a spike like, being the hype man for this dance party. But every, it's in the 70s and everybody has an afro and I'm on stage and I'm like clapping and dancing and like helping him do it. Oh. Really fun um so that was a huge mm-hmm. yeah it was a huge part of preparing for that role it was really I think crucial in finding that character and figuring out who those people were because that was such a big part of life then especially the, you know music as protest and and music to to frame an era and frame an era of the Black Panther movement and um you know there are all these incredible all this incredible music that came out of that struggle and came out of protest I think so that was really big in that um and Spike was instrumental in helping me find
0: that. So, yeah. Well, music obviously also plays a big role in, in today's revolution, so to say, and uh, civil rights issues. <clears throat> and you use your voice and your platform to to reach a wider audience, which I think is great. And I was wondering what drives you in and, and, and doing all that, and what song would you choose that represents the the BLM, the Black Lives Matter movement, for you?
1: What drives me? I mean, I feel like people ask me this and it just for me, it's like I'm a black woman in America, like and I'm fortunate enough to have some sort of platform. Of course, I need to use it, you know, and of course, I need to say something like all of this stuff. And and I'm so empowered, you know, empowered and grateful for the BLM movement. I mean, it directly affects me and people I love and my family and my friends. And um, if I just didn't care and just sat there, I think that'd be pretty fucked yeah. up, you know? How would I just not <laughs> say anything? Um,
0: well, you'd be surprised. A lot of people who have the platform and the voice and they don't use it, you know?
1: Well, I think that's fucked. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just feel like I'm, I could do a lot more and I should do more. And I feel like at least, you know, the, what if I have some sort of little platform to be able to raise awareness or to, to point people in directions of people who you know are are the actual activists like i really hate um being labeled an activist because i don't find myself one at all like i think the people yeah. activists are people who are like on you know the the front lines in in ferguson protesting um yeah. and obviously i've i've been i was at protests this summer and definitely i'm a part of that but i think it's so easy to just be like oh she's a actress activist like no, I'm just a no, human but, uh, being who uses my voice. I think,
0: but do, maybe do you think that it also has a, a connection to your role in Black Klansman that people associate so strongly? Probably, yeah.
1: Because
0: obviously, that's the image that that they've seen, you know, which is not a bad image. It's not.
1: It's not <laughs> yeah. a bad image at all. And but I think that that is also. I mean, that was Patrice. She's definitely was definitely an activist. That was that was the character. Yeah. And I don't want to shy away from that, and I want to use my voice to to lend itself you know to to uplift people and to help the movement but I just feel like it's very pretentious to just you know take take all that credit for people who literally like risk their lives every day to to be part voice of the movement um that being said yeah I don't know I mean I feel like you know the classic answers of like Nina Simone young Gibson in Black, Gil Scott-Heron, The Revolution Not Be Televised. Um, I don't know. Kendrick Lamar, We Gonna Be All Right. I feel like that seems, you know, hopefully uplifting for this right now. We gonna
0: be all right. What the fuck, You can live you, to keep you in the of ah!
1: what would you say?
0: Well, I had this <laughs> fun, beautiful moment. I was driving down Sunset Boulevard right during the protests yeah. <coughs> in Los Angeles, and. I felt I was a bit stupid in that moment because I was driving to work. With, you know, I have a little convertible, so top down, doing my thing and just driving past all the protesters. I felt stupid driving in a convertible past the protesters, but I had to go to work. But what, it was so beautiful because it was a red light and they were just blast... No, I was, oh, in my car, was I was playing uh, Changes, Tupac, you know, which was like the anthem of the week. Every, I don't know why, but it was stuck in my head, so I, I had to play it. In that moment, I was driving past... All of them protesters on Sansa Boulevard, and then we just had a moment. Like they were just like dancing and singing that. out in my car. Like, That's it was amazing. Beautiful. So I know I had this moment for me that was like just golden. And for me, the movement is is definitely uh, connected to that song because it was like a song that kind yeah it was of awesome playing everywhere during those weeks. You know, again, and and it's such a beautiful, strong, powerful, strong uh, s- song. So that for me is my. BLM track. <laughs>
1: That's a good one. No, I feel I, I was hearing that everywhere.
0: Well, another
1: another
0: craft of yours is looking pretty and beautiful and <laughs> oh my
1: god <laughs> uh, <Come on>. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> and you recently stared in uh, rihanna's fenty show on amazon um what was it like working with her and do you have a favorite riri song
1: I love RiRi. (laughs) I just think she's such a bad bitch and she's so unapologetically herself and like owns her sexuality and doesn't apologize for it and just like everything she's built. She's so smart. Her whole like empire that she's created. I just think she's so cool. Um, And being a part of that was really awesome. And I was really grateful and surprised that she asked me to do it. It was really cool. Um, And I had such a funny moment like after the show and I was kind of standing talking to a group of people. And I would, on the it was at Staples Center. So it's like these huge, long hallways. And across the room, like Rihanna appears with like her 30-person entourage. And she stopped and she turns and starts saying something. And I was like, is she talking to me? What? And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? And then I'm like, hey. And she's like, hi. And I was like, ah. And then I just like, blacked out and like ran at her like started running at her like a crazy person and was like ah! and there's this photo of me with my hands in the air like this like a toddler <laughs> running at her like and i was also like wearing a full Versace like had heels on like couldn't really run <laughs> and I'm, like stumbling at her and i gave her the biggest hug forgot about covid um <laughs> and <laughs> having her in a chokehold but she was really cool and she was really sweet and she was like I'm such a fan thank you for being here blah 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 and I was so embarrassed after because I like attacked her like a, a crazy <laughs> fan person um, but, so that happens. Um, but I mean, I, I mean favorite I don't know I love her I mean I think work is just an anthem I can't not dance when that comes on
0: work 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 work, work. You took me every work, 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 work You see me do
1: me there, 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 there There's something for that work, 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 work When you walk a
0: line, line,
1: line, line, line I'm in the cafe, my touch, my touch, my touch Join me, I deserve it No time to have you lurking You make a walk, man, I like it You know I dealt with you tonight Text me in a crisis. Woo, I mean, old Rihanna. I feel like when I was in I was in high school when like Ponzi replay and everything came out. Um she's been around for so long. She was so young. Which
0: it's crazy, no? If you think about
1: it. Yeah, like she was yeah. so young. It's wild.
0: Um well, you just mentioned Versace and being at an event when you get ready for a night out like for instance for such an event or just before covid <laughs> pre-covid <laughs> when out. i went out <laughs> pre covid yeah uh do you have a, like a go-to song when you were when you get ready
1: um i feel like dancehall reggae like always does it for me you know I'm always getting ready <laughs> to that um uh, for sure uh that's yeah talking about work but like yeah i can't not dance when i'm listening to dance i grew up a lot um going to the caribbean and that was always you know playing and something i was exposed to so i mean i don't know murder she wrote chaka empires and pliers always um like red rat tied up skirt um cutty ranks limb by limb um mr vegas heads high, which is like a wild song when you actually think about what he's saying
0: <laughs> I, can, I think i can um, imagine what he's yeah saying. kind of like
1: these this whole like f- that's what i also like grew up dancing with like with my cousins like we were all obsessed with dance hall like the same ones i was talking about like exposed me to to house um and that was, like, definitely a, a soundtrack that was playing. And still, like, yeah, when I feel like I'm, like, having a party, want to get hyped up,
0: that's always what's going on. Have you uh, recently discovered anything in music or art or film that caught your attention?
1: I feel so unexposed in quarantine, you know? (laughs) I mean, no, of course there's stuff, but it's just like... It fucking sucks because, you know, normally you go out and you're like, what's this track? Who's playing this? What's going on? I'm going to this show. I'm going to this museum. I'm seeing all this stuff. And it's just like so hard to fi- be exposed and find new things when you're sitting at home with the same people. <laughs> who are all <laughs> doing the same thing.
0: Again, shout out to the cousins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess, you know, there's like artists and stuff, but. I I guess Instagram is cool for that because you can find things that you haven't seen before in terms of art and stuff. Um, but I feel like musically, I don't know if there's anything like super new that I found. Tell me what you, you're you listening to. I need new stuff.
0: Well, I, I'm happy to give you, actually to all our listeners, <laughs> uh, my Spotify playlist where I literally, I mean, I go through so much music on a daily basis. I couldn't tell you. I mean, maybe what i listened to in the past three hours, I can give you a track. Oh, I like that. (laughs) But, um, you know, Studio Noi Monthly, which is my playlist that I update on a monthly basis, just stuff I pick up left and right and I like. I just add on that. So I'll send you that link after a little chat.
1: You're so sweet. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Well, to go slightly more intimate, (laughs) what's your go-to falling in love or heartbreak song?
1: Ooh, which one though? Falling in love or heartbreak?
0: You can choose one or the other or both.
1: Um, (laughs) this is so cheesy, but heartbreak, um, share, believe is a great one. Yeah. (laughs) I was a little heartbroken. And if you just blast that and have a crazy dance party with your friends, you feel so much better. (laughs) but it's very therapeutic. And Definitely. I saw Cher at the Met a few years ago and she's such an icon and it was really cool to see her, to see her
0: perform. Yeah, I went to see her at Madison Square Garden a couple of months Well, when was it? Probably December, she was touring New York and I was in New York for a few days and I just thought, okay, I gotta go see her. I mean, how often do you get the chance?
1: <laughs>
0: to see Cher, come on. <laughs> Cher, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I love Sixies Cher, that's more my vibe, but I love, I love, uh, do you believe as well? I mean, that's a classic by now. And you know, one of the first tracks that used auto tune. You know, really? now everything is auto tune, but that. that was, yeah. Well, after the heartbreak, you're out and about and you're feeling super sexy. Ooh. What's the sexiest song?
1: Right now, my sexiest song is Oh My Gosh by Jamie XX.
0: That's a dope track.
1: That's a good one, right? I love that song. And I feel like it's unexpectedly sexy. Like, of course, I could say, like, I don't know, Sade or, you know, whatever. But that's just, like...
0: I mean that's the, that's the beauty of you know repeating the same questions to every guest obviously there are a lot of questions that are specifically for for my guests but there are a couple of them like the heartbreak and the sexiest that because you get like complete different answers yeah exactly. so something you would expect yeah, sexiest everyone would say i don't know uh Al green or something yeah but i get like such a broad uh so many different tracks which is i think so interesting how people perceive sexiness you know like
1: what was the most unexpected one you've gotten
0: uh that must have been tiga which was one of my earlier earlier um episodes tiga the dj producer Mm uh he's amazing he's a friend but basically miss kitten and tiga reference the same uh artist and i forgot but yeah, but it's super, you know, electronic. But I get it. I, when you hear it, I understand why you thought of it. You know? yeah. But it's, it wouldn't be my first choice or, you know, most people. But it, that's, I think, so interesting how people perceive...
1: Perceive sexiness. Sexiness.
0: There you go. Well, to wrap up our little chat, if your life would be a movie, what would play in the end credits?
1: My end credits, hopefully, would be everything in its right place the Radiohead, and hopefully everything is in its right place hopefully the movie isn't because I feel like that's you know it's a good sentiment but it's not like woo everything's super happy it just feels like and I think it's I don't know that whole album Kid A was really like instrumental in my life that was something that like I, I listened to a lot a lot at a certain time and um I love Radiohead, and I feel like it's such good it's good movie music, you know? It's this epic score, and it's beautiful, and it says a lot without saying too much, and it gives you such a such a feeling. Um, and when I hear that song, it's like, yeah, a, a good feeling, but also like a, a real one, like a heaviness is there, I think.
0: Oh, Laura, it's been a pleasure.
1: So nice to talk to you. I wish we were in the same city or country. I know.
0: But I'm sure we will be very soon. Exactly. Somewhere.
1: Thank you, Armand. Thank you.
0: For this episode's playlist, visit areweonair.com where you'll be able to enjoy the full playlist mentioned in this conversation.